This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the One Was Out of Dream podcast. This is episode 15 of season two. As ever, I am joined by Danny Baker. Uh, and today we'll be speaking to Eric from the Netherlands and discussing how international Wombles stay engaged with the club uh, and how he became a Wimbledon fan all the way over in Holland. So, hello, boys. How are we all? I'm excellent. Thank you, Lee. It's good to get the international. I don't know about you, but the international weekends become more and more of a, not interested in the international game, just hoping that no Wimbledon players get injured. Um, yeah. Having seen a little bit recently, I think, again, we've got another couple of knocks. It's like, what is going on? But we're back. Loved the episode last week, Lee. Loved listening to uh, the CCO. I know it's a bit of a, a soft spot for you, and it was great to hear some of, the, uh, some of the chat with the guys. Well done, mate. That was brilliant. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got a bit uh, fanboyish with them, really. I, I, I was more... I was more nervous speaking to them two than I was, say, speaking to Robert Oli Palmer. It's like Andy Sullivan's a massive, massive hero of mine when he was playing for AFC Wimbledon. So it was kind of like, oh, well, no, I'm speaking to Andy you, Sullivan um, here. But... You still got nervous talking to me, Lee, or have we gone over that? Has our relationship <laughs> moved on, do you think? Never get nervous being true because probably the only person beyond me that don't really know what he's talking about. So it's not a big deal for me, really. And so. off the press, last game, me and Lee actually saw each other in <laughs> Well, Kaisley. It's ages, isn't it? Yeah, was you one of the people booing? How dare you? How dare you? It was Eric was booing all the way from Holland. Yes. I heard him. I don't know. Anyway, Eric, sorry, Danny's going on. How are you? You all right? Thanks for joining us. Yes, um, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. How are things in Holland, Eric? Oh, is there, um, was there, isn't there, was there a mini lockdown or are you still in a lockdown? Uh, yes. So actually, um, as of this week, um, COVID figures are uh, the worst as we have ever had. Wow. So um, we, uh, about a month, uh, six weeks ago, we basically opened up. 
and we said okay let, let's see how it goes from here and how many new uh, cases we have and at that point we had about 1500 a day and it said completely exploded so today we had up to 21,000 wow He's and that's surprised. that's on a population of 17 million so that's probably if you, if you would take uk figures divide them by 5 and then you know yeah. the, what wow. we should have if we have the same so at this point it's crazy here but so what down, i actually what i actually did looking at the windward and stuff you must be loving it yeah so uh, watching football uh, in the netherlands uh, last as of last week, they just banned fans again. So, oh, what, no. whatever level, um, no fans are allowed at any game. So, that's our professional football. So, there was an international game of our national team yesterday that was without fans. That's Norway, wasn't it? 2-0? Yeah. So, it, it, was not, it was not that good, but we won. So, that's what we needed. <laughs> but that game was, was about fans. But also, if I would go to my local club and watch a youth game, even there, I would not be allowed as a visitor. Wow. So they just banned everything. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't see that happening over again. I just can't. I can't imagine us allowing it with fans and stuff like that. But Eric, we'll get straight into it. Then we'll start with the questions for yourself, Eric. So, Eric, how did you become? How how, how was it? You're an AFC woman, in fact, because I understand that you started. Supporting us from when AFC Women formed, how did that come about? How did you, especially over in Netherlands? Oh yes, um, uh, it's about twenty years ago now. Then um, I was in the Netherlands and I was watching um, a, a club in the Netherlands, uh, a club from Rotterdam, Excelsior, yeah. which I support. And then there was um, a Wimbledon FC fan who came over, and we, me and a friend, we started started chatting with him. And he, he invited us over for um, a game of, of Wimbledon FC at Sellers Park, but it oh, was wow. the end. Of the, it was it was the end of the season, and he invited us over. Okay, let's do next season. There was no next season. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's incredible! So then so you um, came over, a friend, a, some, a man, a random person, and then you came over to England, watched Wimbledon, and then the next time there was no Wimbledon. Well, we didn't watch it then. But, we met up and we made an appointment. Okay, we will come, but I, I never saw Wimbledon FC. So the first time I came over, it was AFC Wimbledon in the Coupe County League. Fantastic. <laughs> That's Fantastic. a bit of a wake up call, that is. So, what game was that? What game did you come over? What was the first game? Well, I've I, I tried to look it up, but uh, I couldn't find it. The, the oldest game I could find was uh, Corden Athletic, but that was uh, Rams first. So, let's think that's the third season. So I, I tried to look it up. It, it was the home game in the second season. Wow. Nice. And what made, so what was it that attracted you? What did you... I know your friend came over, but it had been quite easy just to pop over and watch a game and go, oh, God, not doing this again. What <laughs> made you... What is it about AFC Wimbledon that has drawn you to continue? I've seen you've even got a AFC Wimbledon mug you're drinking out, which is sensational work. Eric, what is it about the club that you love? Uh, well, the uh, first time I came over, it, it, it was a story because I, I, had, I had been following them. And, uh, well, uh, just uh, uh, um, re reforming the club and just starting as low as you are allowed to. And then just uh, the fan engagement that we said, OK, this is our club. Um, we, we are Wimbledon. We want to play it in London or as close as we can get. And... Um, and just all, all the people involved in the club, just creating a club out of nothing in a very short time. 
and it's um, that that story was amazing. And then uh, the first time I came over, when I saw uh, what is this about, how, how these people are involved, and and uh, and how the fans are uh, experiencing their club, no matter what level, it's Wimbledon, so that's where we play. And is there has there been any? similar stories in Holland of teams moving from one place to another? Or is this been, is this sort of the sort of the franchise us to Milton Keynes? Has that, is that something completely new to your football understanding? Uh, it also doesn't happen in the Netherlands. Uh, there's one example of um, um, a professional club being formed um, out of um, uh, out of an amateur club, but they remain at, at, at the same place. Wow. So it's, it's not that um, any team would, with, with a license would be moving to another city. Like in the US, yeah, the franchise is happening a lot. Yeah. That never happened in the Netherlands. Wow. Okay. Do, do you, Daddy said about franchising the football in the Netherlands. Do you have any fans owned clubs in the Netherlands? Is there any clubs that, uh, uh, I know in Germany they do the 51 kind of thing. Is that, is that similar in Netherlands, or is it mainly there is rich owners like who, who look after clubs? Well, they're actually um, because only the first two levels of Dutch football are professional, which is um, thirty-four clubs, and actually only one of those has an owner. Really? So, um, uh, so uh, clubs are just uh, organizations, and they 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 have a board, and though the small ones have members, and but uh, uh, they don't have an owner. It's, Basically, there are there are limited companies, oh, and okay. um, there's only one club, um, FC Utrecht. Yeah, they have an owner. Um, but um, of all the others, well, the bigger clubs like Ajax Amsterdam, they they, they have shareholders. They they they, are, they went to the stock market. But basically, um, all clubs are just limited companies, and they have a chairman of a board, but they don't have yeah. an owner. And is it expensive, Eric? Is it? I mean, to support. You know, I, I was reading about Bayern, Bayern München the other day. It costing something stupid. I know I said Bayern Who? München. I Who? know I said Bayern München. It was there, all right? Who? We've got Continental League. We've got Eric. We've got, broad and, we've got a broad and our life. By the time we finish this, you're going to be speaking in a Dutch accent, then you're going to be playing. I'll be Steve McLaren. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I mean, it's expensive to watch. I, I went over a long time ago to watch England-Holland um, in Amsterdam, which was good. Maybe you what, did the same, Lee. What game was that? I went to a game and I think... Was Rickert, Ricketts playing? No. Oh, was it that, that was, one? It was, I think it was 2-2. Two, two, <coughs> yeah, that was... No, I went to the one all. It was, I think it was... I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was great. It was in the Amsterdam Arena. Yeah, um, I went on a tour after that. Yeah, I brilliant. don't remember. Is it expensive, Eric, to watch football in Holland? Uh, well, um, depending on the level, but... Um, uh, season tickets um, in the Dutch highest league, um, basically Dutch Premier League, season tickets go from 200 to 400 euros. That's the season ticket. So you get you get 17 home games for that. And, um, well, you have more expensive... Um, if you, for, this, for instance, um, tickets yesterday, yesterday when the Netherlands should have played Norway, um, tickets to, to watch that game would would be between 35 and 50 euros. Oh, right. that's quite good. And that's the national it's quite, team. Uh, it's quite but, accessible. Um, yeah. If if I would go to a random 
home game of any team um, in the Dutch highest league, I would probably pay between 20 and 30 euros. That's not bad. That's good for so top level. Where you are, Eric, now, how involved do you feel in the Wimbledon community? Do you feel part of it? Do you feel like that's taking place over there and I'm over here? Where do you sit on that? Oh, I, I, I'd like to, to follow the club as much as possible. Um, I, um, uh, I, 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 follow, I follow the club um, with, with the news from, from the, on the websites. Um, I um, well, the way I met you, I, I, I follow a couple of groups uh, on Facebook, fan groups um, the, the, that are for Wimbledon. I am in a, a WhatsApp group of about 10 people, uh, people discussing. So fans from all around. And um, that's how I try to follow them. Um, I, I follow the results. Um, occasionally I watch, uh, I follow a game when I follow um, uh, by, but not that very often, but that's because in the Netherlands, um, I'm a football referee for my local club. Oh, wow. And that's usually on Saturday afternoons. <laughs> so um, I follow them, but... Um, to be able to um, uh, watch the game live as it is live, um, usually it's not uh, not possible because part of the game of the whole the game I will be busy with my own my own duties. I was going to say, did you the ten people? Is that uh, Dutch footballers, uh, football fans? Sorry, of Wimbledon, or is it? Do you have a are you part of a Dutch Wimbledon fan club or something? Is there is there something like that? Well, there is actually. Um, um, one Facebook group for Dutch people supporting the Dons, but oh, um, uh, we're not that active. Um, uh, mo most most of the people are um, in the UK, and I've met them at games. And whenever I come over, I meet those. I meet them to go to games. Nice, because just as we were speaking before we we started recording, uh, you said you you lucky enough got over in October to the Sheffield Wednesday game. How, how did you find Plough Lane? How did you find the whole experience of going to Plough Lane for the first time? Uh, for me, it was amazing just to see what the club has achieved, um, uh, building this ground for your own. And, um, well, um, it, I wouldn't say it's a pilgrimage, but I had something like, yes, I just, I'm just here and it's a game and uh, Wimbledon plays home. Yeah? And, and <laughs> although I, I wasn't a fan in the old days when they played at Old Plow Lane, it's, it's still, for me, even for me, it felt like it's, it's a magical place. Eric, exactly. in terms of the Wimbledon, the AFC Wimbledon story, is it well known in Holland? Do people know about it? Or is it a case of you go and tell someone and they know a bit? Is it relatively well known, the story of what's it's, happened or not really? Uh, no, under people who follow football more than just the Premier League, people know. Yeah. Um, there has been quite, quite, quite a bit of media attention of the story of Wimbledon, but that was basically uh, when, when you shifted through, um, through the non-leagues. And there have been interviews, there have been uh, big newspaper articles about it. So, yes, uh, the story is known, and for fans who follow football, um, they, they will know about the story. Well, I was interested, Eric. Obviously, um, 
off air, we were talking about the Don's Trust and you were saying that you were a member, which I think is brilliant. I'm just curious as to what motivated you to become part of the Don's Trust? What was it that you thought, do you know what, that's worth my investment? Uh, basically, yeah, because uh, when I decided for myself, yes, this is a club that I want to be involved in and uh, about the story. And uh, first of all, it's, it's supporting the club because uh, I pay a membership fee every year. Uh, it's not enough for, that my own fee will keep the club up, but it's still uh, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's support. And then um, uh, the way the system works, eh? I'm a fan, and I, and uh, in my opinion, eh, if if there's a vote on in what direction the club should go, I think it's good for the fan involvement. And I thought, okay, yeah, then I have a say, and one extra person might just prevent something happening again that's happened before. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, me and Dan, I, I don't trust members, so I think you're the only one we've had on recently that is well other than Jamie as well who comes on so it's good to it's get great a... though, isn't it? it's great that someone yeah. like Eric who's miles away not as far as you always think Holland is actually just over the water but when you actually <laughs> look at it would be so easy for Eric he's a he's a referee from somewhere else it's just and it's also great that the club have been able to not just connect with Eric and someone like Eric but keep their attention and engagement I think it's pretty uh it's pretty I think... I think you'll be quite surprised, Danny, about how many international Wombles we actually have. I know there's the Australian Wombles who have a big fan base. We've got a big club down in Australia. Yeah. Uh, we, we were contacted by someone who lives in Israel, who's out in Israel. You were doing the asking for fans, and I bet you've got loads. Really, just on that, though, Eric's very unique, in my opinion. Not because he's devilishly handsome, obviously. But the thing <laughs> with Eric is that he's not lived in England, moved. He yeah. is no, lived in Holland, Found the story in Holland. Uh, that's the bit that really drew me to speaking it, to Eric. Eric's not a Wimbledon expat, so Correct. to speak. There we are. He, he is someone, yeah, that he 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 yeah, found a story. Probably, yeah. um, I'm probably the same as the Swedons. I think that uh, th those are also originally from, from Sweden and and, and uh, came to support the club. Have you have you met the Swedons, Eric? Um, I've been at games that uh, people from that group have have, have attended. Um, I think I spoke to them briefly, but I don't know them. Can you imagine the, the Swedons versus the Dutch Dons, refereed by Eric? <laughs> Eleven aside, I'm there. Eric, oh, if you're if you're as nutty well, as the, let, 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 then there probably won't be a game, but just a drinking contest. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're as nutty as the Swedons, then you'll do all right because they are some brilliant chaps. And also, we've got the where are they from? The Bastons as well, who come over from Spain. And oh, wow. they've only ever been, they've never been in Wimbledon, they've never lived in England, they've from Spain. So, yeah, it's fantastic how many, as I keep saying, international dons, wombles there are. The global reach is absolutely brilliant. So, Eric, come on in. What, what do you make of the club at the moment? Obviously, you've, you've seen the Facebook groups and the, the conversation and, and the way that the club is being run and fans' opinion. What have you, from someone relatively in the community, but with the opportunity to be slightly more objective. What have you made of what you've read? Where do you think the club is at at the moment? Well, uh, at this point, I think that maybe um, uh, this, this time, and um, maybe not the election, but this year, now we, we've moved into the new, new grounds, and it, it, it's quite um, 
um, well, how should I describe it? It's, it's, it's hard. Um, it, might, it might be becoming more and more hard to, to, to lead the club, to govern the club, because there's more, uh, there's quite a few things coming our way at this moment. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's, it's um, it might be quite important for, for the club now to, to make up their mind, okay, what direction should we go? Because pe pe people are, eh? we had a new club and one example, the ticketing system that the people kept moaning about, hey, why, why can't the club handle this? And um, I understood it's partly because of growing pains and partly because it was an external company that just didn't deliver. But it, it, it is one of the things that happens and then people start complaining about. And fan involvement is good. But uh, um, a lot of things will happen, and and, and people will have a say, want to say about it, and that's what happens when you get bigger. Because I don't know what it's like in 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 the Netherlands regarding moaning football fans, because in England, football fans are very fickle. One minute it could be going really really well, and everyone's on cloud nine. We're going to win the league, and next minute a few few losses, the ticketing issues, statements come out, and everyone's like, "No, this is awful now." And it, is that the same in Holland? Is it the same or? Do, do the Dutch fans give a little bit more patience regarding football? It's probably a little bit more patience, but uh, uh, we are um, we also have uh, a proverb in the Netherlands that says um, a club a club is just as good as their last game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? So if, if you win, you're you're uh, you're on cloud nine, and if you lose, then you're shit. <laughs> Very true, and uh, it's. Um, uh, there will always be be, be uh, opinions and people voicing out. Uh, for me, yeah, leading having a club and leading a club is is long term, and and not just your last game. But I, I think that the club should make their mind. Okay, where do you, where where do we want to go from now? Because yes, um, we um, we as a club. I'm saying we. AFC Wimbledon we. as a club. Very much we, Eric. You're very much yeah. part of what we're doing. Yeah, AFC yeah. Wimbledon as a club uh, has has made has made the decision. Okay, we're going to move into Plow Lane, and we're going to see how to finance it. And we did, but it's uh, it, it it has taken some effort to get there. Mm. And now we need to see. Okay, how should we go from here? Uh, I'm very happy that it happened, and I'm very happy that we are where we are. But uh, um, from now forward, uh, onward from here, it's just um, we need to make decisions as a club as um, where where do we go um, in the get how, how do we get our money in and how do we spend it? So, what do you think, Eric? Now I'm going to put you on the spot here for early doors. You've spoken very, very eloquently about the club as a whole. And I think you've said a couple of things that resonated really well. As a club, we need to make a decision. I totally agree. You're somebody that has the opportunity to make decisions as a Don's Trust member. And I don't need to know necessarily who you're voting for, but I'm just curious as to what do you think is important? Do you think it's important to look into the opportunities for people to invest more money? Do you think it's an integral part of being Wimbledon is being 
fan owned? Because you've got a very decent benefit of you're not there every week. You're not in the, the constant huddle. You can actually be in it and you can step away. Me and Lee, we don't. We're in it every day and everyone, even at work, someone's talking to me about it. What From an outsider, despite being part of the community, what, what do you make of it? What would you, where would you be happy with? Oh, for me, I think uh, being the soul of the club is being fan owned and Personally, I would like the club to remain fan-owned and may, maybe not 100% eh, fan-owned, but the, the, the fans are, are the people who own the club and the fans should be the ones deciding and, and, and have the ownership. And um, uh, maybe not go for 51%, make it bigger than that. But it's, it's uh, for me, um, being fan-owned is what's has created um, AFC Wimbledon from the start until today. And I think that is what you should be. I should be today. Like it. That's a good view. Again, like as Danny said, we all every fan has an opinion. And that's why we like to get everyone on from different, like international, local, everyone has a view. And that's what, what football's all about, to be fair. On that kind of subject, if there's one thing that you're looking at at the club from, from afar, is what would you what would be the one thing you would say that needs to be improved on that you you've seen it thinks actually that that needs to be better from a club point of view a bit more professional as you said a ticket system that could be in an outside company what what would you say you've seen that you think well actually the club could do this a little bit better I've put you on the spot in Irish yeah so. yeah it's, it's, it's um, <laughs> well I've I, I, I've seen. Uh, things happen that the club is, is doing is doing a lot of things and and of course you can't you can't tell everybody about things that you are working on because of uh, competition or because of um, uh, contracts that you're trying to negotiate but um, for me personally I would like um, the club to come out with news or uh, to come out with important uh, things that they, they mentioned in the club to, 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 to tell people about it earlier or to tell, uh, to tell something more or maybe just inform uh, inform people okay we're working on this we can't tell you what we're doing yet right now but um, please be advised that this is something we're doing at the moment because I think there have been a couple of occasions that the club had been working on things and um, they said okay we're, we're not going to even mention that we're doing it but we just um we're just going to mention it when it has been completed. And I think in some cases, it can't harm just to inform people, okay, this is what we're doing. We, we don't tell you everything about anything about it, but please, please be aware that we are working on things. So in, in, in the communication, you don't give the, have to give details, but um, maybe a, a little bit more information. No, I agree. I've spoke to a couple of guys at work. Big shout out to Caf at work and Nico, the Alliance. I was asking about a question. Top three for you, um, Mr. Van Geek. Your favourite three AFC Wimbledon players getting away from the fan owner. Have you got any, are there any sort of posters on the wall of Mel Frankham or, <laughs> you know, have you got like a Glenn, you know, a, a Glenn Schimmel sign picture somewhere in the deepest, darkest corner somewhere in Rotterdam? Uh, no, no, well, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't have any posters out, but uh, well, as, as, um, as a player, as a character, my favorite player of all time, yeah, is Akivemba, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
based just on about uh, not only uh, just also about the person who he is and just uh, how he speaks out. E even um, even after he left, um, I saw an amazing interview with him when he went to Wickham and they got into the championship and just you might have seen that interview, but it was amazing. Yeah. And um, just uh, about um, uh, uh, players are players, but they're also part of uh, they're the part of the club. And, you, and, the, and um, just I, I'd like my players to be a bit of a character. So yes. Okay. He, he, any other any favorites. other characters of yours that are favourites of yours, Eric? Sorry. Any other players that you in particular like? He was the player that I look forward to when he come over to play lane or. Have you got a favourite player in the squad now that you kind of look forward to seeing? Uh, well, um, not not as favourite. Uh, I, I um, for for me, it's um, um, at the, at this point, I think, and that's also maybe where where you're going to go for 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 the club now is more that we should be. Um, we have a good group of players, and yeah. um, as a player. Um, Especially last season, um, you saw. Eh? Yeah, I think there's quite a few potential in there. But the good thing now is that um, we don't have one player that's both audio. It's it, it's it's basically one big group of more younger players, but they're they're a team. And uh, as as I always say, it's uh, players don't players don't win games. Teams win games. And I think going forward. That's what the club should be aimed at. That we have one one group of players that doesn't have what uh, maybe maybe they can have a leader, but not not having one big star, but just going there as a group. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant stuff. Well, well, I'll say, boys, if we just wrap that bit up, uh, and then we come back in a minute and we'll discuss the uh, the Don's Trust elections, the preview, the two games against Portsmouth and Crew. And talk about the Q and A system, uh, Q and A with Joe Palmer, Will Daniels, and Robbo. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back, uh, and as previously said, we'll be discussing the Don's Trust, Don's Trust elections. Can't speak. The uh, games against Portsmouth and Crew, which could be tricky considering our injury list at the moment, uh, and then the uh, Q and A session that was done recently. So, the Don's Trust elections are we? Well, me and Danny ain't voting because we can't. But Eric, you are a Don's Trust member, uh, and you said you're going to be voting. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Cool. You you don't have to say names. So don't tell us who, but you, do you know who you're voting for? Or are you still undecided? Or? Um, I have uh, I have received um, the, the, the the list with uh, new candidates, and um, and they're they're all they're allowed to be given the statements, and I, I, I've got those. And um, I was um, I was uh, going to uh, read into that this week because uh, tomorrow I actually have a day off, so I have time to do it. Uh, not to do it in a rush, but to, to read into that. And um, I have voted yet because it has happened before that uh, during um, during the election, um, one or two candidates stands down. So I also usually wait until the last week to see, okay, is everybody still in there? And then I make up my mind. 
Cool. Because first, I also want to say well done to the Nine Years Podcast for hosting the Hustings. Did you see the stuff they put out the other day? Did you watch the videos of the candidates going getting asked questions uh, and stuff like that? Is available on YouTube uh, at Nine Years Podcast. Uh, have a have a watch of all the videos if you are going to be voting because it's very interesting. Read the manifestos. But yeah, did you watch all that, Eric? Did you? Did you? Uh, have you I, seen I, I didn't yet? watch it, but uh, I, I I was planning to do. Yes. Cool. Go on, so, Eric, with a very relatively clear, you haven't seen a manifesto or watched the manifesto. I don't know if you know of any of the candidates. What? Give us a couple of ideas. What you're looking for? What you you've spent a little bit about fan ownership. Is there anything else in particular that you, as a fan, are quite keen to support? Well, I think the big question at this moment is: yeah, should, should, should we uh, focus completely? on the refinancing of the debts that we yeah. had to create because of um, because of the grounds or should be more focused on the um, on the playing budget to, to, to sustain the league what do you reckon well personally for me and that might be an unpopular opinion but that, that's what you probably like whenever after after the nine years and, and we, we got to do the football league, for me, the next aim was okay. Go, can we go home? And this also was eh, co coming from the combat counties league to to to, uh, to league two was faster than I expected, and also getting from there to eh, now New Plow Lane and 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 how it is and and how we created it is also faster. So this club can't stop amazing me in what I can achieve. But, but still, um, for me, the unpopular opinion for me is, I said, okay, now we are um, now we're in the football league. I want to go to Plough Lane, and whenever we are going there, I want to be in the football league. Yeah. But for now, the football league is also League Two. So yeah. personally, for me, I say, okay, we just should, yeah, we we should get out of debt and uh, uh, focus as much as we can on. Um, um, on, on, on get on, on um, refinancing that uh, that loan, and uh, maybe less on um, uh, getting new players in in January to try to stay in the league. Yeah. And it, it's it, it's a bit tricky because yes, should we go down, then probably finances next uh, uh, next year will be even more tight. So it's 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 never an easy decision, but. For me personally, I think it's more important to 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 um, to uh, refinance than to, uh, to to buy three new strikers. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I agree with you at the moment because it is a tricky one at the moment. Obviously, we we need more bodies on the pitch because our money, unfortunately, is in the stands a lot of the time with the injuries that we've had, and you always want your money to be on the pitch. And uh, it looks like we with Robbo, we are going to be getting something different in the fact that we've got him with his what they called uh, people like uh, the guy at Manchester United at the moment, where we had two youngsters from Man United come down his and network. it looks, yeah, that's it. His network. Sorry. And it looks like we could be getting say two loanies from Manchester United, even though there'll be young kids again, they are going to be a step up from what we've got in our youth team, unfortunately at the moment. So I agree with what you're saying. My big thing, and I'd ask both of you this, Danny and Eric is we also, we have got a huge debt at the moment, but we need to be competitive on the pitch. You can't have, us losing every week and poor performances. 
even if the boys are trying 100%, like you can't be getting beat two or three nil. But how do we bridge that gap on the pitch, competitive wise? Do, do, does outside investment have to come in because we need that competitive edge? Or is it alone? And this is why the elections are so key because it's obviously a difference between people wanting to say solely fan owned 100% and people that want outside investment. I mean, I think for me, Lee, the, the biggest challenge is how long will the club or how long does it take? to start seeing the fruits of the labour from the ground. And I presume that much of the money that we get is the ground money, is the related sponsorship that's associated with them, with the ground, etc. And again, one of my friends today was talking about how Wimbledon's reputation is going to be very, there's going to be a lot, you look at the Yorkshire cricket thing at the minute, and there's a lot of clubs who are in the mire and sponsorship deals. People are looking for clubs who are squeaky clean, great stories, and we're one of them. So I can totally get why somebody might want to do it I think there's, I don't know how you feel, uh, Eric Corley. I think there's a short and a, and a long term in this. I think short term, we need some players. I think, and not necessarily always the highest of quality. We're just, in my opinion, the fact that we've not used all of our loans is massive. We're two players short in a squad and we need those players to fill up some gaps. The quality, um, I know we're going to come to the Q&A later. But I feel that we, we this year it is very, very important that we stay in the league. I do agree with Eric. We've gone up quickly. And I think we're probably, we were a League Two team in the League One. Now, with the, with the ground and what we've got, what we're trying to create, I think for the first time, I feel like we are a League One club. And the thought of us getting relegated now, I think would be, it would be very, very difficult to kind of salvage that back. Because once you lose that money and the, sp the spiral... I feel that there's a short term. We've got to stay up this year. Can we invest the Arsenal money in it and find a way around it or find where these loans are? But I feel like this year we really need to stay up. But I don't know what you think, Eric. Well, yeah, of course, as a club, your aim is uh, to, to be as good as, as you can in the league. I, I, I just think, um, um, of course, uh, now our players are uh, a lot, lot of them are injured. You need new bodies in because that it's just not, not enough players at the moment. Yeah. So e even for that, you need new players. But um, uh, I don't think we should go fall out of debt just to stay in the league. I know it's it's important to be, but um, I don't think the club should make um, uh, an unwise short-term decision only to try to keep in the league. I, I, I hope and um, that it won't be necessary to, to make that decision. But, but still, it's... Um, um, uh, it might be one, one thing or the other. So I don't think we can both be happy about the finance thing and, and happy about squad. You have a very holistic... Eric, view of the club, which is very, very warm and welcoming, and the fact that you're looking at it, isn't it? Have you noticed that, Lee? You've been smiling a lot. Yeah. It's not a case of we want to win two 0 at Blackpool. You, you seem to have the the bigger picture in your head, which is really, really good. Whereas sometimes, I don't know about you, Lee, but sometimes we speak a lot. We can get wrapped up in Saturday Portsmouth. I don't think people like Eric do, which I think is a really warm feel. I totally agree, because if you go on Facebook and you go on to guest books and stuff like that, it literally is 
that some people only care about the men's first team football. They're, they're not interested in ladies. They're not interested in the youth. All they care about is what's happening on a Saturday against Portsmouth, which is 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 brilliant. They, that's up to people as well. Uh, I think with Eric, where he is an international one ball, and he, he he sees football totally different where he's grown up in say Holland, and I know people in Czech Republic, people in Germany see football totally different. It's not just about the result on a Saturday. It's about how the fo- the football is is a day out. It's a community club. Like we are a community club, but it's, I think that's what we're kind of leading to more. But at the moment, we, I think the long-term plans are brilliant, really good. I think long-term yeah. we are, we are going to be sustainable. We're going to be fine. It's this short term at the moment where we have a four and a half million pound loan that we need to pay, but we also need to be competitive on the pitch. And yeah. does that mean losing our best players? And this is why the Don's Trust elections are so huge this year. Eric, as a Don's Trust member, do you think this is the best 12 candidates we've had stand for election? Or, because I, I, I honestly believe it, it, it's possibly up there. Well, um, I, I can only comment on the people who are, who are on. I don't know if there were any people who maybe wanted to be there and, and didn't go there. So, eh? That that's major, that that's, uh, you might hear more than I do. Huh? For me, it's when, when the elections come out and you see who, who's on who, uh, who's who's on the paper. And I don't know if there were any people considering going or not. So I think I I, I might be too far from the club to know that kind of things. I think I think it's a brilliant view as well, though. That you're not you don't know the people that are on there. I know quite a few of them personally. Like I've been to the away games with a couple of them. I know I speak to one of them personally all the time. So I have a personal view on them. Where you don't, you'll look through the manifestos. You'll read the manifestos. You'll watch the hustings and go. Actually, what he said or what she said is what I want. So I'm going to vote for that person. And I think that's a good way of looking. At it. I think sometimes we get we it is personalised. So I know if Danny was vote, stand up for the election, I know I'd probably vote for Danny because I know what Danny believes in. Oh, Lee, you don't a, mean that. No, but as a person, oh, do you know what I mean? You, you'd, be absolutely, you'd be absolutely useless. Look at him. He's all cuddly now. Look at him. But you'd be absolutely useless. Excuse me? <laughs> but I know you as a person think, well, Danny will probably take off 50p on a pint or something. Do you know what I mean? And per- you know what I mean? Well, probably not. Not with that Barney anyway. But yeah, going in, Danny, you were going to say something. I've got a yes, no question. Would you accept Wimbledon as a club, AFC Wimbledon, selling 3% of the club to guarantee us staying in League One this year? Would you accept selling 3% of our club to guarantee the club stays in the league this year? Sorry, Eric, just quickly. You know we can sell another 15%, I think. We can. Is. 100% we can. But so why are you only selling 3%? Is, well... I'm just trying to see how much oh, right, right, of, the, of the club would you be prepared to let go to guarantee survival? Because ultimately, that's the medium-term option here. The medium-term option is we'll sell a little bit or we'll sell to an investor with the with the promiso that if we stay up, we'll buy it back at the same cost. I'll, maybe. I'll let Eric answer first. Yeah. What do you reckon, Eric? Are you yaying to that, naying to that? Well, um, I think... Um, um, Outside investment is not a no for me. Eh? I, 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 I would take it. I would probably take it happily. Eh? It's me about uh, the ownerships and, and majorities. Eh? The, 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 you, you, you should go. You, you could go away. But how far do you go? I think that, that's what you should look, look into. 
And unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that black and white as you, as you give it. Yeah, it's, it's chance and we were guaranteed in because you, you, that's, an impossible, that's an impossible question because we can't guarantee that. Yeah, I agree. I just feel that if we had an extra half a million, quarter million, I don't know how much, how much you'd value 3% or whatever it was, I would have thought that amount of money would be enough to get enough players to stay in. But I don't know what you think, Lee. I agree very. It's not as black and white because obviously we, we keep reading and keep hearing outside investment, outside investment, fan owned, fan owned. I don't think anyone knows. Like, is there investors out there? I know there's apparently one that wants to come on board, but how many investors are really going to be wanting to buy AFC Wimbledon at the moment and put their shed loads of money? We're not going to get shakes or Russian billionaires coming in and going, yeah, I'll buy AFC Wimbledon. But on the flip side of that, Everyone goes, you could, we've got to stay fan-owned in case what happened previously happens again. Yeah. But it's a totally different team. That It's a totally different club, pretty much. We are AFC Wimbledon. We have Plough Lane. We have a community club already. So someone coming in, I can't see them ripping that all up and selling Plough Lane to build more flats on there to make more money. I just can't see that happening now. I, I'd sell the whole club as long as we had a uh, thing on the ground that the ground couldn't be sold. Do you know what I mean? That the, the fan zone, not, I don't know if it works. That's the problem. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a Wimbledon yeah. fan. I don't know anything about financing and stuff like that. Chelsea, of it, I think they have the Chelsea pitch owners club and stuff like that. I'd, I'd have to, I'd sell, I, I'm, I, I just want to be a Wimbledon fan. I don't like the politics that comes in with the Don Str- As I said the other day, I'm not a Don Stress member, but I still think I should have a vote. I've been supporting Wimbledon 25 years. I spent small fortunes on Wimbledon back in Wimbledon FC and AFC Wimbledon day. So I'm not getting a vote now, but that's, as Eric said, Eric's paying £25 a year because he wants to have that vote. Yeah, so yeah, why, why shouldn't I be paying £25 a year to make sure I have a vote? It's, I get the, I get both sides of the coin, but yeah, I'd sell as long as we could have something on the ground because I want to be competitive yeah, on the pitch. It's interesting. I know we're, I'm not going to touch too much on the Q&A, but one of the big words in that, was like a calculated risk, calculated risk, calculated risk. Comes up a few times about we we can't compete, so we've got to decide how we want to play it. I don't want to touch too much on it, but whether or not well, taking three percent is a good way of just doing that. Why don't we move on now to the Q and A? Okay, if we want, because we we've kind of moved on to that. So let's discuss that. I, I read it and I found it really patronising. I know a few fans have as well. I found I don't get. Hold on, is, Eric, have you read this yet? Yes, I've seen it, yes. Perfect. Okie dokie. Yeah, that's a good point, because if Eric hasn't, then we're just... He hasn't seen it. We're, out, we're ruining it. Our, our main guest, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, uh, I, there's a couple of points that people made, uh, and they're very smart people, and have said that they found it quite patronising as well. Why is Joe Palmer in a QA and a regarding the playing squad? He's the CEO of the club. He should just make sure the budget's there for the players. And then Will Daniels and uh, Robbo then go and pick the players. The other thing was the process has got raised again about the process of and the five players that we brought in. And we're meant to be really thankful for that. But then the five players they've named are not really pulling up trees. I'll give you Henry Lawrence, is brilliant, but President and Booty have been hit and miss. McCormick still isn't showing everything that I think he should be. And Marsh has played, what, two games? And we loved Marsh when he started at the season, but I forgot about him until someone mentioned him the other day. So we need him back fit before we can say, yeah, he's been a star I just think the comms especially with Q&A's like that they just need to be better stop telling fans how we should feel how we should react at a game because we've got a young squad now against Sutton I, I don't know if you watched the games but against Sutton and Guysley it was really really poor Danny and we, yeah. can't, we can't hide beyond Guysley the fact that it was very young. poor 
they were conference north team with a young squad themselves. And it absolutely, I thought we struggled in that game. I said it would be 7-1 before that. That's maybe why. But yeah, I don't know what you two thought. So I'll let you take the floor. I, I thought, I, I understand. Do you know what? I'm not going to try and big us up too much, but I do feel a lot that when we talk about stuff and we obviously message off of off air, if you like, a number of times we say something and next week someone's had a conversation or within two weeks we've had comms. And the big thing we spoke about comms and we've had another lot. It's quite interesting how almost like we bring things up. The challenges I'm having, Lee, <clears throat> with the conversation that we're having is some of it I don't necessarily get. So one of the things was around, they were saying that statistically that we are loan players are doing as good as anyone else. Or they're, they're apparently we have got the best loans available, right? And I've been mm. reading it a number of times and you can read stats as little as much as you can say someone's been successful because they've not lost possession. Well, it could be a centre-back. You know, we know that Hennigan plays a big diagonal. It's not hard to go, well, I'll keep possession by just passing it. Zanev has got a successful opportunity that every time he kicks it, it goes over the halfway line. Well, it doesn't mean he's a good kicker. It's just a, it's the basic statistic. So I think statistics you've got to be very, very careful with. The biggest thing I'm finding is the word like, it's like, I'm trying to look, I'm on the thing now. It was like calculated risk they were talking about. And it's like how they've, they've almost, and it's interesting because when it all started, it was like, this is the Wimbledon way. I think it is, but I think it's the Wimbledon way because, not because out of choice as such, because we're having to. And a lot of, we never used to mention the budget ever. It was your thing that you said didn't like it and other people didn't. Now, paragraph one, we're talking about we're in the bottom three of budget, 1.8 million. The top has got 10 million. This is all about us as fans managing, just like Eric said earlier, managing our expectations and putting a blueprint down for where we're going to be. Sorry, just before you come in, that's that's why Joe Palmer should not be involved in their conversations because Robbo says he doesn't want to use excuses. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to use the budget excuse. But during that whole thing, it's literally all excuses of why, why we're not performing at the moment kind of thing. And don't, don't, we're skin, get on with it, don't get on the players' back. One of the things I found really disrespectful, and I think a few other fans did, was saying we're not going to be signing pl old players who are on their last paycheck. And I kind of get the sentiment because we don't want to be signing the trotters and the sores. But you also got to remember the Akin Fenwas that Eric just mentioned. Everyone thought Akin Fenwell was going to be on his last legs with us and that would be his last club, but then he's gone and done great things at Wigan. Paul Robinson, super. Paul Robinson, uh, Barry Fuller. Does, does Oli Palmer then not sign now next season because he's an old man now and he's on his last legs and, and injuries have proven that this year. Do you get what I mean? I thought it was really disrespectful in that terms, but Eric, you could take the floor and you'll see it in a probably a much better light than we do. Well, uh, the thing that's, that stood out to me is... Um, the timing of it. Why do it now in the middle of an election? I, I, what, 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 what is the club? What is the interest of the club of giving this out now? And yeah. I think that stood out for me. Um, I think, yeah, it's I mean, I think a lot of it, the club are saying, the reason why they're saying it is because I feel that the, the senior management of the football club have found that right now the club are at a little bit of a crossroads in terms of not playing that well. And maybe it's a bit of a rally cry, but I don't know what you think, Lee. I, I've, I've got an answer to Eric there. The reason why now is apparently there's big rumours that we're missing 
Shay Alexander's injured. He's going to be out for eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, we've got Knox to Woodyard, Hartigan, and someone else who are big players. If we get now smashed against Portsmouth, we lose a crew, then that's when they're going to see fans really turning on players. So if they say it now and we then lose, it's like well, you, we've said, get on the, don't get on the players' backs. Do you get what I mean by that, Eric? So yeah. they've come out with it now just so we can, if we do lose our next two, three games, they've said, look, we're skin, just shut up, stop moaning. Uh, and that's a worry to me because I think we are really struggling with our squad at the moment. Uh, and as I said, I didn't like the way it's worded. Again, it's whoever's running our comms at the club at the moment is not wording things very, very well. And I think that needs to change. I, I just don't think whoever's doing it is an AFC Wimbledon fan or knows much about the club because I don't even think any three of us would be wording stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, again, I don't know. Eric, what did you did you find with the words that were used in there? With guys, again, as a, an international fan? Well, uh, for me, uh, when, when discussing players, it's a bit hard because, um, uh, like I said, uh, I see the results and I see some, some games with our highlights. But I don't see them play every week, all game. So it's maybe hard, hard, a bit hard for me to decide if, if, if a player is playing well or not, or if he is playing as well as well as he should. Yep. Okay. What, what, what I have seen is that we have a couple of people out of Knox. And um, I, I just think, in general, um, the team is not big enough. And then when you have some people out, it's, it's already coming tight. No, I, mean, I agree. I think that's, thing, that's the biggest thing for me. Sorry, Lee. That's one of the big things in me. One of the comments I'm looking at, um, I think it was Palmer. He was saying something about, and it's the, it's the umbrage I've got that you said, Lee, about the journeyman footballer. It'll be the journeyman footballer. And, you know, so the Danny Bormans, they don't do anything for us. The Robinsons, the Akinfemers, the Barry Fullers, because they're journeyman, because they've played and they've got experience playing at a good level. So if Lyle Taylor wants to come back tomorrow, yeah, it, no. It, it, it's no point. Um, but it's also contradictory because you've got, well, we'll just have Darius Charles in who doesn't even play. It's like, <laughs> I don't really, I, I'm fine. I'm finding it difficult. The thing that is obviously wonderful is Robbo talks very, very clearly from the heart. Robbo's very clear in his communications. And I think, he's what we're all the women and fans are desperate. And my dad actually summed it up. He was like, he feels really sorry for Robbo because Robbo's desperately trying to take us down a, a particular way, wants us to do what we need. But I don't feel like Eric said, I just don't feel we're giving him enough to work with. And he was talking a lot about having young players and stuff to be blunt, right? Presley, Mabude, Lawrence, after this year, we're going to like them, but, but they're, they're about them this year. You've got no interest in Wimbledon in five years time. So it's kind of like, I get what they're saying, but we, we need it. You've got to have a balance and we do need two more players as a minimum because already in international week, Lee, we spoke about it. Let's have no injuries. We've got four. Like, yeah, although Nightingale might be back for Christmas. Well, Father Christmas is very good for days. That's the point that I made regarding them, them naming them players. Our, our, our process at the moment is working. The, the stuff Will Daniels is doing is brilliant because these are the players that we've brought in from that. But three of them won't be here in a year. And then yeah. we might be getting two more guys from Man U, which have got nothing to do with this process because it's we're getting players from Cochrane, who knows Robbo. Do you know what I mean? And I, I love Robbo to bits, but I think he overthinks everything. 
I really do. I think he overthinks. If you get one boo at a game, I think he thinks, shit, that's really bad. But fans are going to be, there's going to be a small minority, whatever happens. You could win 10 nil. Like, like, look at England beating San Marino. People are moaning that it's San Marino. They shouldn't even be in the competition. But if we had won that game two or three nil, people would have been moaning that we didn't win 10 nil. So it's football. People, like we said earlier, to it and stuff, in, in England, people moan a lot more about football, especially when you're at the games. Because people are talking and stuff, they're not really paying much attention, a misplaced pass, and then people get on players' backs. I know we shouldn't be getting on players' backs because they are young. We don't leave but... compared to other clubs, do we? Come on. Wimbledon are a relatively switched-on, intelligent bunch who understand... I think most of it's on time. social media. I don't see yeah. it at the ground. I do I not see it at the ground. I, did, I didn't hear any booing against guys Lee. I didn't hear any booing. I've been told there was a little bit in the main stand after the game. I but I didn't hear anything. And again, I was really annoyed because I thought it was absolute awful from us and we should have took the game to him. But Robbo, sometimes he says that he don't want a plan B or plan Z because plan A should be working thoroughly, but it's not. And we need to be changing, maybe going two up top. We need to be maybe changing McCormick around and not playing Hartigan so much uh, as well because he'll break down and stuff. But I don't know. I don't I know. Like it's a, big, a big risk. I don't know how you feel, Eric, in terms of, I just feel like the amount of money that to be a bottom three budget and to be asking to continually be a bottom three budget and be in a position where we could potentially give Robbo even a bottom six budget by taking a little bit of extra help or looking at it. Perhaps that's the bigger picture, Eric, I guess, isn't it? The bigger picture is to hold tight, hang on in there. And then when the club with the new ground, maybe that's where the money comes. I don't know. No. It is, but again, it's just, I'm hoping, I really hope that, it, like I said, it's like a gamble, isn't it? It's how much are we prepared to give up? How much money are we prepared to give away to, in, to, 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 to marry up with, the, with, the, with the, the loan that we've got to pay and the playing squad? And naturally, as football fans, we're going to want more money on the playing squad and less here because we're football fans. But I do feel that having, we were, we were at, at our very, very best, full strength, we're competitive against anybody. And I think if you lose two or three, you can work around it a bit. But we all it takes is you to have the flu or three or four decent injuries like we've had. And we've shown that we've really struggled. And that is a, a concern. The big saying for me, and it's the one that Ardley used to say, is that you want your money on the pitch. Yeah. And our money is not on the pitch at the moment. No matter how good these youth team players are coming through, you're not going to compete with the Wiggins, the Boltons, the Charltons, Ipswiches in this league with, with that squad at the moment, unfortunately. Eric, do you want to, do you want to have a last point? Sorry, Eric, do you want to have a last point on the, the statement that was made? I've got a question for you both if you haven't. So. Well, it's just it's, for me, it's, uh, to, to comment on players is maybe a bit harder because I, I don't see them every week. But um, it's, um, on general, um, I think uh, uh, the, the team is decent as, as you stand if everybody's there, yeah, because uh, even if we lose games, we're never we're never hammered. Yeah, we don't have many huge losses, so it's not that we, that we don't belong in the league. But yep. it's it's it's, it's um, well, it, it's the way of the story, but it's never easy. <laughs> that, that's the women of way. I mean, we, 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 we the club never never loses five 0 but. Um, uh, when is the last time that we that, that we were saying at halftime? Oh, hey, look, look at us today. 
we're, we're having a field day. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, the, the one question I was going to ask you regarding the statement, the last point on it, and then we'll move on and discuss the games coming up, is the, uh, the statement that was made, do you think that will piss the fans off more or will it be a rallying cry that they they'd hope it would be? I think 80% of football purist fans are going to think that it's a rallying cry. And I do in many ways. I've just sent you, Lee, a picture yes. of that phrase. And again, like I said earlier, and I'm looking at the, one of the last ones, our, our own loans are currently outperforming any other loan players at any other League One club in terms of the stats. Massive, massive statement. Huge yeah. statement. So is that the loans that we've bought in from other clubs, or is that our loans that are out, like Andrews and the, well, the well, kids? Again, I don't know. But if it's the incoming, I'm not sure Mabude is outperforming other Presley. wingers. I don't know whether Presley is the... Is Presley the leading scorer? No, we didn't, mate. He's got four goals. Got four not goals. sure. So, and again, maybe our guys, young guys, are outperforming well, but, you know... With, with respect, they're going to Ryman Prem and they're going to Caribbean Casuals, who are great clubs for us. But I just, I think it's a rallying cry, but I think some of the wording is very, very contentious. And those who are a bit more in the know, I'd be very interested to see whether our fans as a whole believe a lot of the statistics, particularly around we don't need journeymen and we don't need any experience, basically. The guy said, we wouldn't, I wouldn't pick it, I wouldn't buy anyone over 24. Well, in two years' time, when Palmer buggers off, because he will, we'll have, and Hartigan will probably move on, because so will Nightingale. You're gonna, you'll have nobody. You'll have nobody over the age 24, because all the players will be bought and you recycle. And it's, I don't, it's a rallying cry, but I'm not overly sure the content in terms of the information is either as accurate or whether it's as thought out as it could have been. Eric, what do you think? Piss, play, piss the fans off or rally a cry? No, uh, uh, like you said, it's 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 uh, it might be the wording, but um, uh, it's it's it's. Um, I was not really happy about uh, about this Q and A, um, and maybe referring back to what I said earlier, that um, communication from 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 the club to the fans, or uh, even to the owners, to the to the club members. Um, I think it's not as ideal as I want it to be. And I'm not sure if that is on purpose or not. I hope it's not. <laughs> because then we have a bigger problem. Yeah. But um, I, I, I just think that um, uh, communication could be better. Agree, agree. All right, boys, well, that's good. And then we'll, we'll come back in a minute. We'll discuss the game against Portsmouth and crew. Have to be a quick chat because we've been waffling on. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, we're back and we're going to be discussing the upcoming games against uh, Portsmouth and Crew. The one for me, I think the Crew game is crucial. No, you nicked it. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> know if you boys think that will be the same, but yeah, if we start with Portsmouth, for me, I'll start us off with that. Can you um, Pompeii on the day? For the game, or awful. Well, my, 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 my crew one was better. My crew one, but oh. anyway, the Portsmouth game. I hate the word free hit, 
but at the moment... Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare say free hit when I got slaughtered for it, Lee Finch. But the, at the moment, with the players, the, apparently the injuries that we've got and stuff like that, I just can't see us getting... touch on that briefly, Lee. I know we haven't got long, but we've had an international week and we've lost, we've technically four men down. I what? know it's like Remembrance Day, but this is ridiculous. What do they do in in in, in no week? Do they go play rugby or something? Do they I go? Don't know, but we've got this injury, that injury. We got what was it Alexander Woodyard and Hartigan have got knocks. Lawrence was playing with a little bit of a cheeky little throat infection, whatever it was. With the under twenty ones, one of my mates, Titch, made a really good point with the under twenty ones. Can we not? Can we deny them going on the under twenty ones? I know because three of them are loan players, so we probably can't. But could we? I think it's up to the player, isn't it? Because not being rude, I would have rather played the, the, the league game because one, it's money in our coffers that we need. And two, why are we letting these players go and sit on benches and stuff like that and play 45 minutes in games that don't matter? They're not, I don't think the under-21s are like proper qualifiers. I thought it was just friendlies. I just think now we're missing, could be missing some big, big players against Portsmouth. And Portsmouth are flying at the moment as well. They're back on form after they had a bit of a dip. You, just, uh, it's a... Mind you, we won. Did we win last year over there? At the um... I, I, I don't get all that. Did we win last year? I, I we're talking about this year, Dan. I know, but I'm talking about happy hunting grounds, Lee. I'm just, I, try, it, I'm just trying to find a positive. That's all. They've I'm got. Doing. They've got a new manager in the Cowley brothers. Well, new managers, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know which ones. Back a week ago. Cowleys, yeah, and they've got a good, better squad now. And I just, with the injuries that we've got, I'd be thankful if we can get a nil-nil. I would be very. I would take. What do you think, Eric? Is it more important for us to play well, but not necessarily get three points? Or is it just a case of get three points, doesn't matter how we get them? Um, well, um, it, 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 maybe we've come at this point in the season that we're not at the best form because of players being out. Yeah. So um, if we would get a point from Portsmouth, I would be happy. Okay. But that's personal. And um, uh, crew, you, you need to win that because yeah, yeah eh? because okay. everybody else against them, so you should also. Okay. But um, um, it's 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 it, it, it's not a Dutch view. The, the general Dutch view is you, uh, it's better to win uh, to play well than to win, sometimes. But yeah. uh, for me, it's um, well, eh? every single season, Wimbledon starts starts the league, and I say, okay, where do where do we get these fifty points from? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. One thing that annoys me with Danny as well is he's just said another thing that really annoys me. Oh, is okay. it better? Is it better to play well and uh, and not win than to play rubbish and win? Well, it's always better to play rubbish and win. Well, no. Than to long lose. Term, long term, I, the guys don't matter. Playing, a pa- three playing another three really points. bad, playing another bad performance like Guysley, but winning one nil and against Portsmouth away from home. All I'm saying is, Lee, right now, in our free hit that you said it was... <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, hit, don't want to say it. I didn't say it. Playing really, really well and losing a tight 4-3. All no. of our players playing. Going no. into confidence against crew because we weren't... We played great. I'm just saying that, would, do we need to... Because ultimately, we could play poorly and win. But longer term, that's going to catch up with us. We we're, were we're only going to be successful if we play well. We were talking previously, and Eric made a good point. He'd rather just we'd win the next five one nil, and we're just straight through, and wins are wins, and they get up the table, and then confidence comes. Confidence comes from winning games of football. So you win one nil, 
Ayabasel scores a, a, just a, off his arse or something, that could bring confidence. Playing well and losing, say we look, we, we play really well, but we concede a last-minute goal. Yeah. That's not going to do their confidence any good, is it, Dan? Of course it is. It's not, it's not solely defined on... It's a stupid statement that people the make. End of ...the end result. If you're playing really, really good football... If we played top-of-the-league Wigan and that game we lost, right, 2-0 or whatever it was, had we played really, really well in that against the top of the league, against a big spender, you're telling me we wouldn't take anything into the next game? Of course, we, but we're not playing a, no, not. the top of the league, big spender. We're, we're playing, playing we're Portsmouth, playing who are not... League who, One who, club, who, who are on, flying, according to you. They, they're back on form, I said. Right. They, they well, there we are then. Them. But, as you said, the Cowleys could have been sacked a week ago. Yeah. So, we need so to go down there and... and, and, and just get three points. As I said, I'll take a draw now, but one of them, one of them statements in football that drives me mad is, oh, I don't mind playing well if we lose than playing crap and winning. No, no. Give me three points in the bag. Well, to give you some context, Portsmouth, the last five games, one, four, drawn one. There you go. It's a so you're game. telling me you wouldn't take Wimbledon playing really, really well and just narrowly avoiding it, going into the crew game Rather than fans getting the ump, booing it or whatever, and we draw one one. We're not going to boo at Portsmouth because the people that go to Portsmouth away are not going to be booing. They're going to be drunk, cheering, and celebrating and everything. It's not a home game where all the boring people boo. It'll be all the people. Whatever happens on uh, on Saturday at Portsmouth, everyone's going to be loving life because it, I, it's I, an away I game. I would I would tend to agree with you, Lee. I'm just but saying. Perhaps the, the big one, the crucial one, is the Tuesday night game, which I think is absolutely huge. They've won one game this season. And they are absolute pants. I'd love to give Terrell Thomas an awful time after he was leaving us to go to Hull or these big championship clubs he was going to and end up crew bottom of the league. Uh, how do you like them apples? I'm, I'm absolutely speechless. You've stolen my gag. You're chatting about fruit. I mean, you've, I think you've lost it, mate. But I think <laughs> it's a massive game. So how many points is enough? How many points would you accept Three. now? Three. Which means that technically... If Cruiser must win, you're accepting a defeat, Lee, against Portsmouth, which is I'm, exactly what I was talking about. I'm not accepting you a defeat. You are a fool. I'm not, I'm not accepting a defeat. I just can't see anything else at right. the moment. So you're accepting but three I points. Doubt, I doubt Robbo and the team are going down there going, if we play well but we lose this, that's fine. No, they're going down there going, we're going to play well and we're going to win the game. You're accepting three points. So As you're saying fan, losing is okay. I, no, it's losing ain't okay, Danny. But Eric, just Eric he's him. losing the plot here, Eric. Eric, what are you saying next two games? Eric, out of Portsmouth and Crew, how many points would you be happy with? Three. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> and I would yeah. like three as well. It, 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 it's just that um, um, I, I just massively w w want to win against Crew. And um, just Portsmouth, let's see what happens. But then again, um, the way we. Wimbledon always has placed is that that we play better against um, teams that want to play, yep. and play worse against teams that don't want to play. Hundred percent. And and that means that we might have a better chance going to Portsmouth, who, who are going to play, and we, we we're going to lead in and defend and maybe steal a point. Then uh, because um, crew will, crew are going to do the same to us. So I, I think Crew's Crew not going to get a 60% possession, if you know what I mean. Agreed. I, I think Crew's a bit different, Eric. I think because they're, they're right down there now, they've got to start getting points. 
So draws are going to be no good for them soon. They need to start winning. So they might come at us a little bit and hope. They would have targeted us definitely. Yeah, they, they, most teams will at the moment. But and we've scored I'm, I'm just I'm just quite shocked that Danny would have us getting relegated this year as long as we play really well. Well, no, I I, I didn't say that. As, as long said, as we play well I in our games, I didn't say that. Exactly. I didn't say every single game was that. I'm saying that the Portsmouth game. Do you know what I mean? We I play 10 out of 10 every game, but we lose 1-0. Considering all three of us would have taken three points, which means we all think we're going to beat Crew, Playing against Portsmouth, Presley scoring a goal, people flying around, but us getting out beaten by two wonderful free kicks, playing well, confidence up, minutes in the legs. Is that the absolute be-all and end-all? No, it's not. My name's Danny Baker. Good night. Danny, but just before we go, are you going Portsmouth? Play up Pompey. Pompey player, I will going, be there. With Avec, are. Mon, Pair. I thought you'd be going to get that barnet sorted. Right, okay. Can, listen, <laughs> just because your head is upside down and your beard is on your top of your head and your beard, which it should be your hair, your upside down head, that's rude, out of orderly, and you need to apologise. I'm, to I'm not if I don't get because I'm bringing look. it down. He's come from Holland and you're bringing it down, Lee. I went to Turkish Barbers the other day and they sort of, they trimmed my beard down. They got it. My head's all I'm looking. I'm absolutely looking smooth at the moment. I'm looking unreal. So, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable at the moment. Anyway, Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure for you thank joining you us. Much, we really appreciate the international wombles that are out there. Yes, thanks for having me. No problem. Week, and, and if there are if there are any other international wombles, just put in our. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, where you're from uh, and how you become a Wimbledon fan. It's and if there's any other Dutch Wombles, get in touch with Eric. Let's start the clan. Let's get the Swedons versus the Dutch Dons in the match. And the uh, Spanish Dons or the... Well, Basque, let's, let's, make it interna- let's make it a World Cup. Uh, yeah, we've got German Dons as well, haven't we? St. Pauli, I think, came down. But yeah, well, that could be good. Can we get a friendly out in Excelsior? Out in Rotterdam? Well, we've got a... Re- I know a referee. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I loved it when we played out in Germany. It was unbelievable off and back. Oh, yeah, I've been there. It was amazing. That, 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 uh, that's where I met most of the, um, the Dutch fan club of, uh, of Wimbledon. Off and back was unreal. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, and Eric, it's been a pleasure. Danny, as always, talking nonsense. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for the ongoing support, Lee. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.